have you thought of a boob job i've thought about it because veneers are fucking expensive i could have done like two boob jobs (laughs) you could have had four boobs (laughs) (laughs) you could have had udders like i could (laughs) have welcome to burning What's up, guys? We're in another episode of Burning in Hell. I just got Invisalign, so I've, it's, I'm having trouble talking sometimes. But I am here, because that's what happens in hell. You get Invisalign, and you have to work through it because you want straight teeth. Anyway, we have some exciting stuff going on. Giggly Squad dropped merch. My Nana was on the podcast. She's on Cameo. Shit is going crazy. Also, we have a Patreon to listen to extra shit. And Burning in Hell has merch, too, at HannahBurner.com. But today we have an amazing, amazing guest. I never do promos in the beginning, so I was I was just going to try it out today. It felt a little weird, but we did it. Uh. <laughs> we are with the founder of She oh Rates Dogs. And no, it's not a site that rates golden doodles. I know a lot of you wanted that, but it's not. It actually exposes men online. The dogs are your exes. It's a little tagline. Yes. <laughs> we have Michaela Oakland. Thank you so much for coming to hell, honey. I'm so excited. I need to delve into this. The first time I heard of you was because you were a big part of the Chris D'Elia scandal. Yeah. I always <laughs> forget about these things. <laughs> I mean, that was like, that was the first time I saw your Twitter and you were mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, how would you explain that day? Because it really yeah. was like a small moment in time it happened so fast so it it was weird because i saw a tweet like mentioning the original tweet it had like 400 likes and it was from simone explaining her experience like she was in high school she had her high school in her bio she had clearly like prom pics and all that and he had been dming her and when i read that i was like i've gotten a dm about him before and i've sort of just been holding on to it in case there was ever a thing because it wasn't really enough to like Mm -hmm. start a thread um, but I basically I posted that one with the one that I got as well. And within like 10 minutes, I had like hundreds of girls in my DMs giving me stories with him. It was the most shocking thing. I don't think that there's possibly anyone else out there that could have so many people have an experience with him. Like I, I would be I would have been shocked with like 20, but hundreds. You know what I mean? Um, so I started kind of a running thread about it, was linking in other people who were posting it. I mean, I remember refreshing and like mm-hmm. you just had more and more like every five seconds. Right. And then I just started to think, well, then a lot of these are saying the same thing. I'll probably just only start adding ones that maybe are a little bit different. And then I would privately send some more to, I guess, like reporters with like the stuff blocked out. But yeah, that was that was crazy. It went well, except for then he made um, that article about the original poster and basically confirmed it was his email, which is what his supporters were trying to say wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And in an attempt to be like, she emailed me again when she turned 18 and I didn't reply is basically what he proved with his screenshot mm-hmm. additions. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that was... Oof. <laughs> So you have over 500,000 followers on that Twitter. Your own individual one has like a shit ton also. You have a lot of power. And (laughs) so with great power comes great responsibility and pressure. Like when did you realize that you could like affect lives? 
first of all, yeah, I do realize that and I don't like it. I take out all of the details of any guy that I post because not just because I'm like specifically trying to protect them, but I don't want to wake up and cancel five people a day or Mm -hmm. also especially on Tinder, people can use whoever's photos and I like would never want to make some mistake of like posting something someone said and it was actually just like this innocent dude. So I don't want to use that power often, I guess. The first time was either there was like this pedophile high school teacher that I got removed or there was like a bachelorette contestant that got removed when I was reposting their creepy DMs. That was like a year and a half ago. And then there was a professor at a university. I think this one's the one that like fully blew up who had all of these like racist, um, homophobic, sexist articles. And he would always be like reposting the tweets. And he also told his class people class people I don't fucking know I've been in college for like one year and I was <laughs> he would like tell them to follow his twitter and they're looking at this stuff like what the fuck um so I was just oh posting- my god imagine being a professor being like and follow me at being burns yeah up, my code <laughs> well a lot of them do that because they're trying to um I guess be modern and be like we're gonna use twitter now it's such a great tool but it's it's, it's a thin line between professional and a shit show and Twitter's mm-hmm. a scary place. Like, you know, LinkedIn is for mm-hmm. professionals. Like, Instagram is for, like, fake butts. And then Twitter is for the mentally ill. And it's yes. just, like, <laughs> everyone throwing shit at the walls. And, like, you're stuck inside. It's so bad. No, it's so not good for my health. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I do... W- you also wrote only submit your own stories. Has there been times that people are, like... Like, why did you say that on your bio? The purpose of She Rates Dogs isn't really to be just like a meme page that finds like funny random stories. I also, since there are so many followers, like mm-hmm. I don't want to be blasting someone's personal experience if they're not okay with it. Mm-hmm. I started as a Twitter comedian and my tweets would end up on pages like fuck Jerry that I didn't want to be associated with. And mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen to someone else because She Rates Dogs is a pretty strong stance on Mm -hmm. things and if Mm -hmm. people don't want to be a part of that narrative like that's their prerogative oh no that makes sense i'm like understanding this twitter sphere and (laughs) you're also great friends with ellie schnitt who is a big big great friend of the pod we love Mm -hmm. ellie and you guys are just artists with your words and i love it (laughs) i think that you're a great guest for burning in hell because burning in hell always teeters the line between like comedy and darkness And Mm -hmm. She Rates Dogs has a lot of funny stuff of what, like, guys will say to you online. Like, I used to – I love blowing up guys' spots who would say something in my DMs that was kind of stupid. It was fun. It was – and nothing was, like – some stuff would be creepy, but it was just, like, look at this fucking idiot. But then you also really are, like, a journalist (laughs) and sometimes reveal, like, fucked up shit. Yeah. (laughs) And I looked at your website and you basically, like – are like we're joking about our exes we're laughing about our past shitty experiences in the dating world but then you also say on a more serious note countless women are caught in the cycle of abuse distorted Mm -hmm. sense of self psd mental illnesses with abusive partners and you know talk about sexual violence so how do you kind of teeter that line and what made you passionate about this right so the she rates dog submissions are honestly a lot darker than the posts Mm. so the things that i get because people you know, they often don't feel safe and this feels like the place to go and 
that's sort of where they might tell me things that are going on in their life that they're not even telling to their friends. So I actually started working with Rain, which is the like Center for Sexual Abuse, mm-hmm. um, and they sent me some prompts to send. But I also wanted to put it in my bio because we're like we're having a fun time, but also the stuff I'm posting is not okay, especially if this is someone you're still with. Mm-hmm. And I found a lot of the time that the comment section of She Rates Dogs has been the most helpful to people in those specific situations Mm. because they're seeing other people be like, that's not okay," And like they're kind of gaining their proof because when you're with an abusive partner, they kind of cut you off from the rest of the world. And like all you're hearing is what they're telling you. So if you're seeing this post on Twitter, which like you might still be on Twitter and all the comments like that is so not okay. That's so unhealthy. Like no one should be treated like that. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the time that's where I've found at least with people messaging me that that's kind of like a wake up call. That's so beautiful. I love that so much because I've been a victim of sexual assault. I've been a victim of emotional abuse in relationships and Mm -hmm. it took other people finally hearing my experience to be like you need to get out or like that's not Mm -hmm. okay so what you're doing is like there's such a beautiful aspect of it have you on your own experienced any form of abuse yeah I say that well like in college I college is a scary place college was terrifying in terms of just like there's such there's not a fine line but in, everyone in college thinks there's this fine mm-hmm. line between like what's it when it's okay to have sex with someone yeah. but yes college wasn't great and then I had this four-year relationship with a guy who cheated on me and then he would lie about anything until I found proof so like I found five percent battery usage tinder this week on his phone and he convinced me it was a glitch like I was so stupid and I was so well, like, it's not even stupid you just don't want to believe it so you're like give Give me a a decent lie. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I also like I went to Arizona State University and I did bottle service. So I wasn't around like the best people. (laughs) God. Oh, my God. Where are you from originally? Um, I mostly grew up in Colorado. Okay, so for people who don't know, ASU is one of the top party schools and it's like (laughs) a lot of just like really hot tan blondes or girls who are like from the midwest who like fake tan and go fake blonde and become i can't tell you (laughs) how much i had to up my game when i went to college because i went to university of wisconsin and the joke oh that's where my parents went oh my god go badgers and a lot of people would transfer from madison when they were like you know it's too cold here because Madison is a huge party school, but it's like if you love partying, mm-hmm. but you wanted more heat, they would transfer to Arizona State, but they'd have to go blonde and like fix their shit. <laughs> Stop eating so much cheese because you're in bikinis all the time. Wisconsin, we just like wear jackets and just like oh my God. drink. So many pool parties, <laughs> like so many pool parties and it's not fair, but it did like force me a little bit to be more aware. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when I was in um, high school in Colorado, it'd be like, okay, I've got like seven months that we're not going to be seeing anything. And then I might go to the pool Mm -hmm. a few times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But at ASU, they're all about it. The whole school goes to Cabo for spring break. Like, it's just the... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's hot girl summer all the time. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. did you grow up around men or boys in your life who were dogs? I'd say probably. I feel like the power dynamic in general when I was in high school and middle school Mm -hmm. it was all about like who the boys thought were cool Mm -hmm. or like who the guys thought were funny what they thought was funny what they thought was interesting and I 
tried so hard to be funny when I was younger Mm -hmm. because (laughs) no one really liked me that much. Um, (laughs) And I I feel like I would always trace it back to like okay those girls are cool because they hang out with the guys who play this sport and you know what I mean it's funny because I felt like the cool girls were always the ones who were just like super disinterested in everything where like Mm -hmm. I was like the loud goofy one like interested in people trying to like make friends but like I could never hit the like that cool girl I don't care I'm above all this status but like Mm -hmm. when you did hang out with some of the cool girls and I'm sorry for the cool girls who were listening Sometimes you're like, this is fucking boring. But it's like, sometimes it's lonely at the top. But <laughs> no, I, I would go to youth group despite not being religious because the cool girls at my school were Christians. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny like, how the cool girls like are different in different places. Uh-huh. But it's also it wasn't the cheerleaders like. Yeah, ours, the, cheerleaders the cheerleaders were losers. But like the dance team mm-hmm. was like, like sexy. So based, weird. And a lot <laughs> of it is just based on who gets boobs first and whose family has money. I never thought of it. It's, it's so literally true. true. Like I didn't get boobs till I was nineteen, but like that's why I think I established a personality too because I was like, mm-hmm. I was enjoying myself. Um, but yeah, these girls they'd have boobs <laughs> like fifteen, and then they would have like these big parties, but their parents because their parents are gone traveling to like the south of France. Mm-hmm. Sorry for making this about me and my dark ship. You were saying yeah, it was based on like at the end of the day who the boys chose were good enough or hot enough i remember just hearing guys talk like that girl's hot or that girl's not like hot or not all the time that that was a mark, mark zuckerberg app right yeah i think it was <laughs> fucking mark fucking dweeb Thanks, mark. punch that guy in the Creed fucking patriarchy. face push him in a locker <laughs> fucking loser <laughs> so what have you learned about men i know that you're 23 mm-hmm. but you've had a lot of experiences and you've seen a lot of shit a lot of shit (laughs) what have you learned about men through running this app bottle service at asu Mm -hmm. just a girl going through high school what is your opinion on men i know i'm i'm mass stereotyping but it's my favorite thing to do yeah i would say overall that i think it's just because they have so much more freedom and like ability to do whatever they want and they didn't totally have to like sacrifice things along the way Mm -hmm. but I always thought men were just as crazy as girls. And then like making She Raids Dogs was kind of to prove that. Yes. Like that. <laughs> because I remember when I was in college, there would always be these guys like, man, this chick is so crazy telling all these stories about their ex-girlfriends. But when you talk to the girl and what actually happened, he was totally crazy. And she just wouldn't talk about it to everybody the way he would well the whole joke is when you meet a fuck boy and he says his ex is crazy it's like mm-hmm. yeah what did you do to drive her crazy the main thing with she Rates dogs is that girls aren't really shocked by it it's more so the guys who will read it and be like this is depressing i had no idea that this is how guys were and i'm like you probably did you just didn't care and also like it's not depressing for girls because we've been living it and we know that it's the truth i also have a theory that there really are two types of guys like there are the guys who are empathetic and are understanding and know their power and don't abuse their power and then the men Mm -hmm. who don't give a shit and I don't know if it's how they're raised or just their genetics but like some men are monsters and some aren't and I guess that like women you could say it's similar except we don't have the power to like 
I mean, women 100% can be emotionally abusive. But, like, with mm-hmm. the men, it could get, like, a little more grotesque sexually, maybe. And I think the gender norms that we're supposed to fit into kind of already create that outline of men having the more dominant role. Men are the hunters and women are the caretakers. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, men really go too far. But I love that your site not only helps women realize oh i might be in a bad situation but it also helps men realize holy fuck like women aren't making Mm -hmm. this up or like like any men who are listening just tell your friend that's not cool like it actually can help and i'd say like since leaving college i'm a little bit less in it like i don't feel like i'm constantly seeing guys being shitty or like weird to girls Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was so it's so prevalent there, I think. Well, I think it's just easier to see because you're just surrounded by tons of people your own age drinking, partying. Mm -hmm. But you're right. This thin line of like when people are drunk, if a person wants to have sex with you, like and it's hard because college is just a shit show of experimenting with sex, experimenting with alcohol, experimenting with your identity, experimenting with your like Mm -hmm. intellectualness. Uh, if you learned at all in college. Absolutely. <laughs> I put that at the Absolutely. end. I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> you're like, I'll throw this in there. It's going to be wrong, but it's it shows I try. <laughs> also, you have amazing merch at SheRatesDogs.com, and you have a shirt oh, that you. says, Girls Fuck. <laughs> what do you mean by that and why? <laughs> it's also, yeah, that's tattooed on my foot. Um, I love so that. <laughs> it's basically, it's kind a lot of the things I say are a choose your own adventure. Like, that's what my tweets are a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you could take it as me being nice or sarcastic. I don't care. Like, whatever makes you happier today. Mm-hmm. Um, but girls fuck is mainly, it's about sex, but it's also not about sex. It's just like, this fucks. Like, this is, yes. like, hard. Oh, yeah, Like, using, yeah. using more, like, aggressive verbs to describe women, I guess. I fucking love that. And I remember, actually, it was in college when my friend told me for the first time that she fucked a dude. Like she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I fucked him, and I was like, ah, my br- yeah, because we don't say it that way. Girls get fucked. Like, like brain explosion emoji happened, and I was like, that's what I do. Like I fuck, and there was like mm-hmm. an empo- real empowering moment there. So when I saw that mm-hmm. shirt, I was like, I like that. I just wonder why. I wanted to make um, that shirt before I even made the account, and then I made the account, and I was like, this is perfect, perfect timing. <laughs> so how has this all affected your dating life? Um, Well, I'm in a relationship right now, but I would say in general, it just makes me talk to guys less like in (laughs) 20, in 2019, I didn't even kiss a boy. I just like closed up. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I just, I like long distance a lot because I don't have to see people for a while and I can tell that they really value me by the time I meet them. And it's a whole like mind thing that I have going on. (laughs) Wait, so was this guy like an internet friend that then you met? Yeah, I guess he, yeah, I met him on the internet. (laughs) I mean, that's. I meet everyone on the internet now. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of met on the internet. So wait, can you tell me your love story? We started talking in 2018 via Twitter, and he asked me for advice about a therapy app that I was posting. Oh my God. So this was actually before I made She Rates Dogs. But we both lived in completely different states, and we both live in L.A. now. So we had this, like, trial run type thing yeah. in 2018 where we saw each other, and, like, we were exclusive, but it, it just wasn't great timing and then we both moved to LA and this year just started making it work how long did you go before you saw each other probably like a month Mm -hmm. because we both went out to LA my parents lived in Santa Clarita so like an hour or no 30 minutes from there Mm -hmm. 
and he just went out for some acting stuff and yeah so it was good were you afraid <laughs> that like after putting a month into it that like when you met him he might it might not feel the same than like the virtual energy I think my fears were more just like super nervous in general about like my head mm-hmm. like how I was gonna come across mm-hmm. I had a really fun time when I actually did hang out with him and my mom was like you came home with the biggest smile on your face that I've ever seen and then she told him that when she met him and I was like so embarrassed but it's fine (laughs) (laughs) you're like mom don't tell him I smiled Ugh. don't don't tell him it's so embarrassing when they tell my significant other that I like them but (laughs) I actually once was dating this guy and I was stupid and had my when someone texted me you could like see the words and it was my mom Mm -hmm. just like gushing about my boyfriend because my mom and I like when I'm dating someone she's dating him too like we either love him Mm -hmm. and then when she hates him I break up with him and it was just her oh that's so good it was so I mean it's good until like we disagree about someone but um we're she's right about everything but yeah she said something just like he's the cutest and like whatever and he just looked at me and I was like don't worry Mm. okay like you still have to try for me okay (laughs) was I'm not that far gone (laughs) I'm like yeah my mom is planning the wedding but don't worry about it is he the typical guy you'd go for in the past yeah so I really like nice guys I don't know what that comes from somehow the whole like teen movies training everyone to like a jerk who's only nice to you Mm -hmm. didn't like sit with me it didn't work Mm -hmm. um I've always just really wanted someone to be nice that's why my ex-boyfriend tricked me so much he was the nicest person I'd ever met Mm -hmm. and then he just was evil actually after like three years well there's some people who are nice and act the part I feel like if Mm -hmm. people say they're a good person they're not a good yeah. person. I'm not like, I don't know what your ex was like, but I find that when people are constantly talking about like the good things they're doing and being good and acting right, I'm like, you're fucking playing a part and you're <laughs> sick. You're either like in your heart of hearts that way or you're not. And mm-hmm. there's nothing hotter than a guy being nice to strangers. Like little things. He's going to treat you that like if you think that a guy is only nice to you and he's a jerk to everyone else, but it'll never happen to you. Mm. That's just not how it works. You're going to inconvenience him at some point and then he's going to snap and you're going to be the enemy just like everyone else. You nailed it. I remember, yeah, my ex who was Nightmare, he was on the phone with me and like freaking out at the taxi driver because the taxi driver was like stopping Mm. abruptly and then he would like turn to me and be nice and then like you don't forget that and the next thing you know you're walking on eggshells around them you have this Mm -hmm. like subtle anxiety that you didn't have before and that's just not how you should feel around someone who is your partner Mm -hmm. and then I'd say my type changed a little bit in college because I just was like fine everyone's gonna turn out to be a jerk I'm just gonna date really hot guys who look like Abercrombie models Mm -hmm. and they're all the same and I don't care about any of them I just had (laughs) had that time recently I literally like if you look at the guys I dated in college they're all the same and like I never even cared about them that much I think like three of them oh isn't it so empowering I legit three yeah (laughs) I just went through the model stage and it's like you can appreciate their looks but you know that you're like you have nothing that could actually connect with my soul it's what I needed at the time Mm -hmm. and like who cares like who wasn't gonna be serious but then I think I got just a little bit more like artsy with my type after that Mm. like more um people who like model actually or do acting or singing or those kinds Mm. of things is kind of I just like creative people and good jawlines well you want to fall in love yeah you want to fall in love with how their mind works and like being Mm -hmm. nice and 
being inspired in your own creative ways is just so fucking hot. Let's delve a little darker into you. What is your okay. your biggest physical insecurity? Oh shit. Um <laughs> probably more right now in quarantine, but always I always wanted boobs. <laughs> I'm never going to have boobs. I used to be insecure of my teeth, but I got veneers. <laughs> I- and wait wait. So, have you thought of a boob job? I've thought about it. Because veneers are fucking expensive. I could have done like two boob jobs. <laughs> you could have had four boobs. <laughs> you could have had udders. Like I could have. I don't know why for some reason I just, I get more stressed out about the idea of that part of me not being me as much. Mm-hmm. I like them on other people and then I'll go back and forth and I'm like, ah, it's such a big decision. I'm not going to do it. But Yeah, I'm pretty anti-boob job just because mm-hmm. I feel like the first step especially like as you're like coming of age I'm speaking to you like you're such like you're so young you're not but like I'm 20 I appreciate that no one does anymore and I miss it so much I'm 29 and it's like there's something so beautiful about like I don't want to like blow up her spot but Paige Sorbo is like my best friend and she's pretty flat chested Mm -hmm. and when I first Mm -hmm. met her she would put chicken (laughs) cutlets like those like pigs up in her bra and she would be she's stuffing a bra at 26 and I was like living with her on summer house and at one point I was like I would start make fun of her and I would like find the chicken cutlets and I would throw it at her like they even caught it on Jersey t- Shore <laughs> yeah. like but I was like what are we doing here and then I realized I was like having do you realize the pros of having like small boobs like you can wear like the cutest shit, no bra ever, <laughs> rock that shit. And the guy and guys go fucking nuts for like you find a person who just like loves every natural part of you. And I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's the why, like really understanding mm-hmm. why do you want them? Like so so guys can decide you're hot. And if I had been able to get one when I was in high school, I totally would have. Yeah. And I'm glad that I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always wearing the Victoria's Secret bombshell, yeah. like, causing myself back problems. But well, that's what society told you. Like those, mm-hmm. you remember? Someone could have punched me in the chest with those, one of those Victoria's Secret bras, and I wouldn't have felt it. It was literally like because mm-hmm. it was so fucking padded. No, same. <laughs> I like I didn't want people to hug me because I was like they'll know. <laughs> it was so hard. Someone could have shot me in the fucking chest, and I would have been like, "Come at me." like like wear that shit in war and you'll be protected you said you got boobs at 19 i got boobs at 19 that would have been the dream that's like the perfect but yeah i think i had to in college realize like okay i think all these other girls are hot with all of their body types and like i think that they're sexy so why do i feel like i have to look like this very one specific thing in bikini photos i don't like it's fine exactly exactly (laughs) ask yourself the why like why do i have to look like that specific person when sometimes when you put the boobs on that girl onto you it Mm -hmm. looks fucking weird and i'm yeah. I'm kind of over that, like, everyone trying to look one type of way because there's nothing hotter than you walking into a party and just being, just owning your shit. Ellie had a tweet that was, like, the biggest part of being a hot girl is just deciding you are one. And it's just so true. Like, it's oh. the same with outfits. It's the same with your body. Like, just fucking own it. Oh, my God. I love Ellie so much. <laughs> she nails it every time. Do you deal with anxiety? <laughs> yes um I- she was about to drink some water and she was like let me cancel on my plans yes where do we begin I'm well I'm very mentally unwell mm-hmm. um but I've been trying this past week like every month I have this new big attempt so last month I ordered a bunch of resin art supplies I was like I'm gonna make crafts oh I'm gonna God. become a crafter I did that too. and <laughs> 
because you're like there's not i'm getting involved with my inner child it's gonna be so mm-hmm. relaxing and then you just get so stressed that you spent 300 dollars at you know whatever the arts and crafts mm-hmm. shop is i was like all i need is an outlet and then um <laughs> Yesterday, I bought a book about Buddhism, and I texted everyone I know. I was like, I'm going to become a Buddhist. That's going to be the thing that fixes everything. I'm going to be so good after. Like, before that, it was essential oils. Yep. But <laughs> I don't know. I always I have to keep telling myself that I've found a new answer, mm-hmm. and this is going to be, like, how I become okay. Oh, I love this, because this is, like, the perfect time, like, early 20s, to just, like, figure out what brings you joy, what gets you excited. But one thing that I kind of learned as an as a wise elder of 29 is that Mm -hmm. like you're searching for this answer but it's actually already in you like you're already happy you just have things Mm -hmm. that are clouding it and it's like it's Mm -hmm. just how Ellie said decide that you're a hot girl decide to be Mm -hmm. happy it's literally like deciding to be nice to yourself and and understanding that you actually do better and you're a much better person when you're nice to yourself yeah I've gotten some good advice from your podcast too there was someone who came on I can't remember her name but her episode um was really great she was talking about language and like changing the language you oh yeah man man and Matthews mm-hmm. so I'm gonna try that too I don't know <laughs> <laughs> so what when you say you're mentally ill what do you mean oh I have anxiety depression ADHD um And my depression's like the because they all manifest themselves different ways for some people. And sometimes that can be confusing when you're talking to your friends. Um, But I just don't do anything. I don't get out of bed, especially right now. Like last year, I forced myself. I went places a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the pandemic, it's kind of like not only an excuse. Like I I probably could drive somewhere cool and like go do stuff. But I yeah. But you're like, why? I'm the same way. My depression manifests the same way. Like, I slept all day two days ago. Like, I woke up, took Mm -hmm. a nap, like, went on a a walk because my boyfriend made me, and then I fell asleep again. And I don't know why. Easy tasks are just so hard. (laughs) Um, I've been... I've been playing Minecraft again. That's bringing me joy. I'll be like really stressed. And then I'll be like, I'm going to make a Ferris wheel. And then I'll just sit there with my little blocks and I'll build a Ferris wheel and then I'll feel better. I love that. (laughs) I actually, I've been doing crosswords. Like there's like an Mm -hmm. app for New York Times crosswords and I'm like really bad with words, even though that's what I do for a living. But I'm really so bad at it. I can barely do the Monday. But like I like challenge myself every time and I fail, but it's like Those are so hard. so (laughs) hard. But like I'm getting better. I just feel so challenged. Like I like not being good Mm -hmm. at something. But yeah, it's like once you stop searching for it, it's kind of like, oh, wait, you've been there the whole time. I've just been like being a bitch to you. Yeah, that's another thing. I was talking to Ellie last night and I was like, I need a new brain. And she's like, no, you need to give your brain like a bath or a massage. And I was like, Ugh, oh God, you two are so cute together. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. Did you think that getting a boyfriend would make you happier? <laughs> I didn't think it would make me better because I actually do fine when I'm alone. Um, I like go pretty large periods between guys of being alone just to kind of like make sure that's something I can still do so it stays in the forefront of my brain but yeah I think it's just been a hard year honestly like I it does help to like have someone you can depend on and like that you trust and doesn't make you crazy and it helps to have like friends like Ellie for example who are very good at like talking you down from those things but also do you realize that if you weren't crazy and if you didn't think differently you wouldn't be doing what you're doing 
like not a lot of people could like you're used you're a high functioning anxious person so like (laughs) running an account that puts men Mm -hmm. on blast is so scary but you're like Mm -hmm. you're like everything i do is scary that's my brain we live in hell yeah And when I when I wake up, sometimes I'm like, today is not a day that I can go through those messages. But sometimes, <laughs> and knowing that is good. But I do I do try to tell people like, when you have that creative fucked up brain, like you do mm-hmm. different things, and it's you bring stuff to the world that like a person who has a very normal brain might not even attempt. So be proud of yourself. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I've always learned that like the worst times in my life have so far turned out to lead to like the best turnarounds that I always look back and I'm like I'm glad that happened like with my fucking ex-boyfriend situation made so much money off of that and like (laughs) totally am way better because of it how'd you make money oh so he he cheated on me on St. Patrick's Day so um on St. Patrick's Day I did a promo code that was fuck you Sean and (laughs) made a bunch of money it was a good time um it was like a good ad you know what I mean (laughs) for your merch that yeah. is so amazing. <laughs> oh, I was like, happy St. Patrick's Day. My ex cheated on me on St. Patrick's Day. Use c- promo code. Fuck you, Sean, for 10% off. <laughs> you little marketing whiz. If you were to talk to a psychic. Oh, I have. What would you ask them or what did you ask them? So when they ask me, would you rather talk about like your career or your relationships? Mm-hmm. I usually say relationships. But when I've done it in the past, I've been single. So now I probably wouldn't want to know that. Um, <laughs> no, you're like, don't, don't, don't tell me. Let me figure it out myself. I really liked going to psychics last year. I went to Bali and we went to a few there. Oh, wow. And then I went to some in like Hollywood. It's sort of like astrology in the sense that they're giving you takeaways, even if you're not fully 100% believing mm-hmm. the things that they're telling you. But yeah, I, I would probably ask them, like, what am I supposed to be doing next career-wise at this point? Were, like, were you getting, like, similar information from them all or different stuff? They were, like, different kinds of readings. Mm. So the one in Bali, his was super positive. So I, I, was, I wasn't sure if I believed him. And then one of them told me I had, like, an evil fate. So that freaked oh, me Jesus. out a little bit. I think that's the last one I did. I was like, I don't know what that means. And it was, I didn't know if I wanted to know whether they meant I was going to do something evil or something evil was going to happen to me. I was like, I think I know too much. I don't want to clarify any further. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the scariest thing about doing them. You're just like, am I going to die tomorrow? Don't tell me. Like, I don't need to know. Yeah, it's like if you were going to a fucking ghost house, but the worst case scenario is it's like 100% real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so I want to wrap this up with one final game called The Seven Deadly Sins. You're doing amazing. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? Attention and also like someone's time Mm. like knowing that they'll give up other stuff to give me their time and I don't really need it but like no that is my love language too is time like I don't Mm -hmm. give a don't send me flowers fucking walk in my front door sit on Mm -hmm. the couch with me even if we're not doing anything yeah if like 10 minutes goes by and they haven't paid attention to me I'm like I'm sure what you're doing like requires (laughs) I have this new thing in my relationship where like when I want it I will just go up to him be like give me attention and like he always Mm -hmm. laughs but it's like at least we're being honest and I'm not trying to like trick him being like so um (laughs) no that's so much better like if 
if you're wanting to talk to someone and they haven't texted you in a few hours, just tell them, text me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or like when you're with someone, you know, when you when you're dating someone and you literally just want them to like snuggle on you or like kiss you just like be affectionate mm-hmm. just go up to them and be like give me affection mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> and then but i probably do it a little bit too much so. <laughs> but this uh, like it's just be- it's better that than not giving it to him or not wanting it from him yeah that's true well and the world in general like i want attention <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she rates dogs like w- after the crystalia shit dropped you probably got a lot of hate Oh, I didn't want that attention. I deleted Twitter for a few days and then I didn't really post for a while because actually another after effect of that was people started sending me stories with like a lot of people who've done fucked up shit. Mm. And it was very much stressing me out that I couldn't get to every single message I'd gotten. And I was worried that like there might be one specific one that would be super important for people to know about mm-hmm. or like for the people making a case like the LA Times mm-hmm. they really needed super um specific proof that he knew their age and still did it mm-hmm. um which I guess seeing it in their bio wasn't enough like so I was very stressed out about my DMs I was like I I didn't like that I don't like that kind of attention I like like shit posting on my my normal account and then getting attention there oh yeah <laughs> sure dog stresses me out I like make a post and then I like go off of it it's smart you I mean Twitter a lot of it is knowing when to read it and when to like mm-hmm. get away from it yeah I have it turned off um you can like make it so you don't see people who don't follow mm. you in your mentions and i have that turned oh that's smart yeah because i love mm-hmm. twitter right now when i just yeah make shit posts and then when summer house airs i'm like goodbye forever <laughs> <laughs> now everyone has to look at yeah. me who are you envious of i'm very envious of people who are really good at one thing and know that they're good at that one thing and like are super confident that that's what they're going to pursue and be great at I'm also very envious of people who have a religion that works for them mm-hmm. and find fulfillment in that. Um, mm-hmm. That's part of why I ordered a book about Buddhism. I would like to feel fulfilled. Because I, I used to grow up in a Christian church and just the energy of being there like made me feel better. But I stopped believing the overall thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like people who are really about their religion can be so happy so i don't know maybe to answer those two kind of things you're looking for you create a hot girl church (laughs) and you create your own religion you are the pastor (laughs) you and ellie comes in to guest pastor (laughs) or whatever you call it (laughs) yeah it's funny this is our next our next big yeah that's the next (laughs) that's what you focus on is being the next you know god she's finally free to do projects with me so i can get her to do crazy Hell shit yeah god is a woman but i do i i feel the same way with religion where i love the community and like all the positiveness mm-hmm. but then there's all this other stuff that sometimes you're like how could i fully believe in this when i don't agree with a lot of things so it's sometimes it's just yeah finding that purpose within you of what you believe and having your own relationship with whatever greater being or yeah, because how would you classify your religious affiliation? I like to say I'm agnostic. Yeah, me too. Because I'm not against it. I'm not fully convinced that there's no actual higher power mm-hmm. at all. I'm more so just not fully believing one of them is right at the moment yeah, like I mean I've had people who are on who like I love hearing people talk about past lives and like I love mm-hmm. people talking about you know older 
cultures and generations there's always like that witch or that like older woman the nona who like who understands like they're intuitive and a deeper level so i kind of just like believe in intuition mm-hmm. and overall like kind of what you said is like kindness just like kindness yeah. being the most important thing but like i believe in karma i just don't fucking know um they say like a like agnostics are just like too much of a little bitch to admit like we don't believe in anything <laughs> no i mean it is true but i also i don't hate religion like i want to take takeaways from a bunch of different ones and that's my ideal existence yes which is why i got a book on buddhism because it's not about like a god i think it's more just about spirituality and energy and like 100 percent. i think educating yourself is really great to be able to pick what you like and what you don't like um what are you gluttonous about like what is your guilty pleasure video games oh my gosh (laughs) do you do what's the like right now (laughs) what is the thing all the kids are doing twitch is twitch what people play video games on i feel like you'd blow up on twitch i don't stream but i have like a discord and i have a minecraft town (laughs) that my followers can join and it's called ratville and i have furby statues do you remember furbies did you have a furby I'm obsessed. I have many Furbies. Okay. I'm, obs- I'm okay. obsessed with Furbies. They're so funny. They were like banned from government buildings. I just think their story's beautiful. I think that what they've been through is very unique. And a lot of people think they're creepy. And I like that too. So- <laughs> Remember you like put your finger in its mouth and you felt like it would cut it. And then it goes... It may, yeah, they have their own language. So when you put something in their mouth, they say their little Furby word for eating. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're fucking adorable. Well, how old were you when Furbies came out? Oh, I don't know. I just know that I love them now. I actually had an Instagram post removed this week, and it was of a Furby with like a knife in front of it and a line of cocaine. And the caption was like, "My keep my son keeps asking when the pain will end. What do I do?" And they removed it for self harm. And I posted it like 2017. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, that is, you have the most sick sense of humor and I'm obsessed with it. You're adorable as in like you you're just like you're blonde, you're sweet. But I want to know when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger? I get mad online a lot. <laughs> um But it's it's my own fault because I'll always start I'll know that I'm starting a fight. Mm-hmm. Like I started one with Disney adults. Um, I started one with like anyone who likes EDM. I started a fight with the Church of Satan. <laughs> like anytime I think that there's like a fun little group that I'm not hurting anybody, but I think it'll just be kind of fun. So you'll say something controversial. Mm-hmm. And then I'll like actually get mad at the stupidity and the replies. Like I had this tweet. Um, I hated my ex's taste in music but i couldn't say that because it was edm so it was his whole personality i love and that e- i love that and e- <laughs> edm twitter didn't like it <laughs> so i like changed my handle to like michaela and then the go sign plur and like started just like <laughs> so you're know. like I trolling people and then they troll you and then you hurt your own feelings yeah because you troll yourself <laughs> it's, it's so much fun for me until they start saying things that are true <laughs> like <laughs> When I'm having the time of my life and they're like, you just have nothing to do. You're so bored. You have nothing going on. And that's why you're causing fights online. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, damn, you just read my ass. Oh, my God. So funny. When was the last time you were a sloth? So like you literally, literally didn't do anything. Yesterday, I had a really bad day and then I took an edible and then I built a Ferris wheel on Minecraft. (laughs) I'm obsessed with that. Wait, what does your boyfriend think of your Minecraft obsession? 
He's supportive. So, because <laughs> that's important. <laughs> my best friends, Ellie and Matt, like Matt's my co host, mm-hmm. they downloaded Minecraft to play with me. My partner's not going to do that, but <laughs> he will text me and be like, How's your Minecraft? Sound? I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, Oh my God, do you really want to hear it? And he's like, Yes, smiley face. And I'll like show him my. Maybe little- it's good he's not too involved. So, like, you have your own thing. Yeah, he doesn't like video games, which is very attractive to me, despite the fact that I yeah. like to play video I games. I get it. No, I totally get it. Like, I want to be able to space out and not mm-hmm. look at you, but, like, if you did that to me uh, over a game. He's also straight edge, so he's never had alcohol or weed oh, wow. or anything else. Um, so like, I love a sober I'll man. Take, I know. It's really, it helps my trust issues so much. Mm-hmm. So I'll just, like, take an edible, vibe out on his couch, and, like, play me music. And I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> And he doesn't even know what it feels like. So you're like, it's nothing. It's fine. I'm here. Yeah. I'm with you. He doesn't love it because he's like, you don't have conversations with me. And I'm like, yes, I do. Sometimes I take one and you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Then he develops trust issues. That's that's mm-hmm. so fun. I love it so much. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? So like your ego. Oh, crap. That's something I do a lot. too. <laughs> This is what the psychic meant by you have an evil fate, that you were going to be on Burning in Hell. Oh, oh my God. We fulfilled the prophecy. We fulfilled it. I don't have to worry about yeah, it Yeah, you can sleep at night again. <laughs> it's like once every two months, I'll wake up and remember that she said that to me, and then I'll be like, fuck. And just when life can- is making sense, it comes back, and you're like, no. I'd say that like being in a relationship is one of the things that really makes me put my pride or ego mm. to the side, because I will start a fight, and then I'll be empathetic and be thinking about it from his point of view and I'll be like okay I'm wrong and now I have to send that embarrassing text that's like you know what this is but that's like when you know you care about the person when you're like for our love I will say (laughs) I was wrong oh I couldn't Mm -hmm. even say that it like my voice like (laughs) literally (laughs) (laughs) I twitched during it wait so as a young entrepreneur do you feel like it's hard to manage your time between like just like knowing what you're doing like you have your podcast you have all the shit going on online I mean it's a Mm -hmm. lot of shit how do you stay motivated or keep kind of organized that's one of my biggest issues is like the fact that I need structure and I don't really have Mm. structure at the Mm -hmm. moment that's something I'm trying to get more of and like the podcast really helps with that because it's you know the same time Mm -hmm. every week and everything else that I do is like based on my own devices (laughs) so so writing lists really does help. Yes. Um, there'll be times where I'm better at it and I'll be like, I'm going to look at She Writes Dog Submissions and then I'm going to put them into a buffer app and have them go out during the course of the week. But yeah, quarantine has totally fucked up like my attempts at building a structure for myself. Mm-hmm. It used to be like I would have therapy, I would have classes, I'd have work, I'd have so many things like forcing me to then do other stuff when I'm busiest that's when I get the most done like the semester in college that I had the most shit like I somehow made the most time for important stuff it's funny like sometimes it just takes getting that first thing done and then you're like motivated Mm -hmm. to be like oh yeah I'm in a mode but if you haven't been doing stuff for a while you're like oh it's it's like deciding to go work out you're like I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. now so why would I want to put myself through pain yeah not go- that was another thing that I used to have and then like my therapy the phone therapy doesn't work for mm-hmm. me so we're just not doing that right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah quarantine's just really fucked it up and every project is on hold until next year so I'm just having fun you know doing my normal thing oh yeah <laughs> like preparing for next year basically when we'll actually be able to start 
<laughs> taking the next steps. A lot of people talk about like how, oh, I wish I could like, you got, you don't have a schedule. You could do whatever you want. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're almost can always be working. So you get that anxiety. Like at 11 p.m., something could pop off on She Rates mm-hmm. Dogs. And you're like, feel like, oh, shit, should I do something? And it's like a never ending. There's no off. You can't turn the clock off and be like I'm done probably like the most depressing thing I can tell people from what I've learned from my experience is like getting all the free time in the world doesn't actually make life more fun Mm -hmm. oh yeah (laughs) when I dropped out of college and like I went from having full-time that and a full-time job and like an internship and everything at once and then to just being able to be online like I really wasn't having more fun to be honest yeah you're alone with your own thoughts which is very scary um last question Mm -hmm. when was the last time you lusted over someone so besides your boy toy do you have like a celebrity crush (sighs) that's my issue I like can't have feelings or like even attraction to people that I don't know really well Mm, that's really healthy I I have this issue also like if a guy dms me and I'm considering responding well in the past obviously not anymore but um and I'll freak out that they might have like a bad history so like go through their twitter likes make sure they don't have shitty opinions I'll google them with like the word problematic next to their name like I I go through she rates dogs just to make sure he was never submitted (laughs) yeah honestly that I made a tweet about that once I was like what if one time I start dating a guy and like I go to his girlfriend's Twitter and I check our messages and I've gotten DMs from her (laughs) oh my god that's kind of nightmares you have at night I love that well you are hilarious so funny so inspiring my final final question to wrap this up is you got an evil look I know (laughs) (laughs) I'm like you're not out of the woods yet bitch what advice would you give to little devils on how to cope with your hell? When you're in the dark place, what do you do? So the first thing is that I work it up in my head. So when I start venting to my friends and like actually let myself start writing out the specific things that are bothering me, that helps so much because the anxious part of me is working up these crazy scenarios and when I actually write down like the worst case scenario of what I'm dealing with it's not as bad (laughs) as not being able to think of it so writing stuff down really helps me I had this app called Sibley that was just a text type therapy so it wasn't an actual therapist it's just someone you can vent at that like doesn't know you and that kind of helped me because I could text it at 2 a.m and like that, it's called Zibly, Z I B L Y. Yeah, Sibley. Oh, S. And um, yeah, sorry. sorry <laughs> and then recently, I started meditating, and I put it off for a while because I was really bad at it every time I tried. Mm-hmm. But that usually means that you need it mm-hmm. more. And meditating has helped me a lot too. How often do you meditate? I do it at night because that's when my thoughts get the worst. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's good for you. Yeah, I, my mind just like. I don't know something about the nighttime it makes up the worst things to tell me (laughs) it's not that's the height of its creativity I'm the same way I'm the same way well Michaela where can people follow you listen to you get buy shit from you give me the goods oh my gosh I have so many accounts so I'll just (laughs) say on Twitter um you can probably just follow she rates dogs and it's on Instagram too and that's my main thing and then explore explore all the other you know (laughs) external sites 
Yeah, I've got Michaela Oakland and Michaela Okla and like a lot of different stuff. But Hell yeah. If you guys thought anything was entertaining, screenshot, post that shit. Subscribe, rate, review, swipe up, burning in hell. And listen to your, your podcast, She Rates Dogs. Oh, so true. So, <laughs> she Rates Dogs, the podcast. It's on all of the things, iTunes and Spotify and what have you. Hell yeah. You're the best. Thank you so much for coming to hell. And I'll talk to you guys you so later. Much. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,